Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order yours today at picassospizza.net. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wire. That over there is my co-host, Jay Spence the King. You can find him on Twitter at always- Jay Spence the King. Yeah. I always get confused when you do it because, like, you half pause. So I don't know if I'm supposed to jump in and be like Jay Spencer King, or if like you're pointing and still saying. It. I just never. I'm always confused. But yeah, what's I, up? I'm y'all? just. I'm just excited about the fact that I got through the Picasso's read without a script in front of me. Like, hey, literally, that, that was just right off the top. Right off. Yeah, the, right you off the did. Top of that. You, so <laughs> if there was a whole bunch of other stuff, I'd have been in trouble. Uh, but yeah, myself, Jay Spencer King. It's great to have you guys. It's good to see everybody uh, in the in the comments section. Uh, we appreciate you. We are Super Chat Live. Please like and subscribe, whatever uh, platform you are watching on. We get to have a fun conversation. The Buffalo Bills are headed into the bye, five and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anything else to say with that? I mean, and they can't be challenged. They, they're, they're five, be- they cannot, they can't be challenged as number one in the AFC. It is what it is. Like we, we, we like that. We, we like, like that. that, and we are like yeah. that. We got a team full of hymns. You know what I mean? Like so many guys can like Diggs, I'm him. Davis, I'm him. Josh, I'm him. Let's flip it to defense. Poyer, I'm him. Edmonds, I'm him. Milano, Von. Can we talk about Von? I mean, we got a show, but there's enough people to talk about. Did you hear? uh, Did you catch the Gabe Davis um, uh, mic? What's up, Jamie? Did you catch the Gabe Davis uh, mic'd up? No, I didn't catch that one yet. I there's, didn't a, catch there's a spot in there where he's talking to, to Stefan Diggs, and Stefan says, I mean, I'm him. And he's talking about Josh Allen, but he's him too. Shout out to Chris Janky. Chris Janky or Hems University. Shout out to Chris Janky. That's what we're going to start calling the Bills, Hems University. That might not sound – I got to see. But, no, that might be a good one. That might be a good one. <laughs> we might want to look up the what product is – yeah, but anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> That's hysterical, but – 
Daryl says Kyrie Elam may be him junior. I mean, we got we got enough of them. We got enough of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable the talent that is on this roster. I was sitting, I was telling Fina this last night on the uh, hump, or on the off tackle with John Fina show. Uh, the 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 dude, the Kansas City Chief dude that was sitting next to me when Spencer Brown got hurt was like, you know, oh, you know, that, that's got to be a problem. And I was like, actually, our backup right tackle is David Quisenberry, who was the starting right tackle for the Titans <laughs> like, last year. No, <laughs> and no, he was like, are you, he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, yep, nope, we're okay. We're okay. And, and it's funny because, like, tip, like, obviously you get upset about injuries. And I was upset, right. like, oh, man, I hope he's okay. But, you know, when something happens, normally uh, an injury to your offensive line or injury to a – like any position is normally like – Damn. No, this year, I mean, of course, you, you hate to see the guys get hurt, but right, it's just like, no, I'm cool. Like, we're all right. Right, right, right. So, but it's wonderful to have everybody here on the Humpty Hotline. Welcome everybody in. Uh, we're going to have a fun conversation, a relaxed conversation, if you will, <laughs> being that it's a <laughs> everybody can't be him. Everybody is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> a fun, relaxed conversation as we are headed into the bye week. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it's Kansas City game. We're going to talk about some players. We're going to talk about some things. And I threw, I've got, a, I've got your topics all loaded in, and then I've actually got a, a kind of a surprise topic for you. But uh, as, as I said, we are super chat live. So if anybody wants to get our attention and just bless us, that would be great. Yes, my background does look different. I'm in Mississauga, Canada. I've got a, a, a bunch of work appointments tomorrow in uh, up here in Toronto. I love so, Mississauga. I love yeah. Mississauga. Not, not a fan of the traffic. <laughs> up here in canada yeah but yeah. right outside of toronto is not fun but mississauga yeah. is a nice little town um they got some nice restaurants up there um I, I feel like is it the admiral i normally stay at when i was up there nice hotel great great area man i love that yeah. place yeah I'm, I'm at the four points and i ate at the restaurant that was in the hotel because i got a bunch of work to do and i was working i was like i'm just gonna go downstairs and i obviously had the show to do and i was like i don't want to be late and just yeah it was just easier to just to, i would love to be able to explore a little more for sure but let's start the show off uh josh allen has won back-to-back offensive players of the week awards making his total nine i don't mm. know if you knew this or not jim kelly is the only buffalo player to have more he has 10 yeah that's done this year i'm sorry Jim uh, is going down this year. You I think know? that's I think that's going down as well. Talk about that for a little bit. I mean, what is that? I mean, wildest dreams land, babe. I mean, really, nine of them yeah. already. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen just basically draped the entire league when Drake and Meek Mill got into their beef, and he came out with back to back, and he's just like, <laughs> "Look, I don't want to hear about this ever again." I'm that dude. I'm him. I'm him. But no, seriously, uh, it's just it's it's incredible to watch, like. As Bills fans, and, and I know we talk about the evolution of Josh Allen as a player, mm. but it's like just like really if you take a step back and think about from day one, like what we saw in him as a player, it was like as raw as he was, we still saw some things that's like, OK, he's going to be good. But right. I don't think any of us, at least I didn't. And I'm, I'm being honest about it. I don't think even with the things that I saw, I didn't think this would happen. Like, right. I remember the first time I, I did see something and I'm like, oh, he's going to be different. But it wasn't this different. Like, I, I just didn't. It was a training camp. I went to I went to training camp. And obviously, the year prior, we had we had Tyrod. So what we're used to from our starting quarterback at the time was he was accurate, but he didn't take chances. And he did blah, blah, blah. Josh, man, in, in this one training camp, he it was like probably the second practice of it open to the public. And he threw this like 60 yard dart. And it was just like. Oh, 
oh, and now he's doing it in games routinely. Like it's right, like right. in games against starting NFL defenses that are good. He's just routinely throwing the ball 60 yards down the field or 40 yards. I think he has, I think he's, I forgot the stat that I read today. It was like for, for big time throws over 15 yards, he's like leading the league by a lot. It's not even yeah, close. 20, 20 yards. Yes. He's number one in the league by a lot. I think it's weird because, and, and follow my train of thought, right? So you and I have talked a lot about Russell Wilson. Um, on this show because MVP in 20, you know, Josh was in the conversation, MVP in 21, Josh was in the mm-hmm. conversation, which inevitably led to, is it going to be Russ in 20? Is it going to be Russ in 21? Is he going to get a vote? And it's weird because I tweeted, I think yesterday we went, you know, things changed so fast. We went from Russ. How has he never gotten a vote for MVP to literally, how is he starting for an NFL franchise right now? Which is weird. All that to say this. So before where I was even hesitant to ha- like, ha- like, have those conversations about Josh B. I, I would say it and I would try to speak it into existence. Mike, 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 Mike. Um, you didn't do it, by the way. So I, I, I threw you with the pause. I, I threw you with the pause. You um, did. I had to. I had to ask about that. But go, <laughs> you did. You got um, me. <laughs> there was there was aspects of like, you know, watching what we were watching and seeing what Josh was becoming, and still not ready to put him on the level of Aaron Rodgers, regardless of his stats and his numbers. Not wanting to put him put him on the level of you know, of Russell Wilson, because you want longevity. You don't want to be a flash. You don't want a Cam Newton, like, like outlier season. You don't want to, you know, you, that's not what you want. And to go along with that. And I said this to Marino, uh, Joe Marino and I were watching the Monday night football game in the hotel on Monday night and we were watching Herbert. And I was like, it's amazing to me that when Herbert came into this league, we were like, Oh my gosh, like Herbert, is he like the next coming of job? Like these two players are so similar. And now when you watch Herbert, they're not even in the same class. Like they're not even, Herbert and Allen aren't close. And I think that's Josh, tough. It's Josh, tough. Josh is just – I want to believe in Herbert, but he's just not – He's, he's not, injured, he, man. Uh, it, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know that to be necessary. You might be right. You might. I know he's got that rib injury. I know they shoot him full of all kinds of drugs and stuff like that, obviously to make him feel better. Um, I just – for me, getting back to the Josh part, the the ascension of Josh Allen and, and mm-hmm. the fact that it seems like he's still rising and still climbing – um, is unbelievable. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to believe that he may not even have reached his ceiling yet. And I don't even know that he's playing as good this year. He's, it's weird to me because he, he still doesn't look as, I don't know. I was going to say he doesn't look as good as he did in 2021 or, or 2020 early, but now like, but, for, but now he's so much more of the offense and he's in so much more command of the offense and he's such a bigger part of the, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's the whole thing is just weird. Right. I don't know. I mean, well, why do you think? Because honest question, why do you think he's not playing as well? Like, I feel like this is the best I've ever seen him play. It's not him; it's the scheme, right? So, what's missing from this offense? Uh, and those that were listening to me last night will hear this twice. We're, we're right. The the Dorsey, the David the Dorsey transition for me um, has been good. Dorsey has, and this we're going to talk about Dorsey a little bit probably in a bit. Dorsey's got a great feel for the game situationally. He flows with the game. Love it. Former quarterback and you know played in the pros. Uh, had a great college success. I love that. But it's clear that there's a, a a high stress on taking what the defense can give them. There's a high stress on yards after catch. So a lot of the route trees and a lot of the route combinations are different. And a lot of it's underneath. That the weapon that Josh Allen is from 12 to 22 yards seems to be missing from this offense. And I think I I think I want that. And and Fina was making fun of me last night. He's like, oh, you just want it all. And it's like, I think I do. I think I want 
I want him to rope balls 22 yards down the field on a laser to wide open guys and break the back of the defense. And when they shift, then start dumping it underneath versus. It's just, it's, I don't know that it's him. I think it's more design. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I'll, I'll agree with, with your observation, but I think, I don't even think it's design. I think it's, it's players, man. Like if you go back, I don't, have you gotten a chance to watch the Kansas city game again yet? I have twice. Yeah. So it, the, the Isaiah McKenzie drop was like a 15, I think like a 17 yard out when Josh was in the end zone, we were backed up to yep. our two yard line. Yep. He yep. dropped that when he dropped the one in the end zone. Like I, I can count, I can count several plays that were about like that 15 to 20 yard range that just didn't connect when I can't put it on. Now I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say Josh Allen was perfect. He didn't make every single throw perfectly, but, but man, when you watch him, man, I think Josh is doing it all. And yeah, this is shout out this, to Daryl. He says statistically yeah. speaking, Josh is having the best season, though. You got to take what they give you. And but but again, on top I of agree. that, I think I, I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm not, but I'm I don't. Just, but I don't even think that's the thing. I think he's taking what they're giving him, and he's also forcing their hand. Like right. when he has to, like the Diggs catch. I know that was more like a 25 yard. It was in the fourth quarter when Diggs caught the ball over like three defensive yeah, backs and right. flexed on him, and then, and then um, like wiggled away and still got more yards. Yes, I know yeah, what you're talking so, about. So so like when you're like he's forcing their hands in certain moments and then it's like well no i'll take what you give me here but when it's time i'm gonna just i'm gonna just put i'm gonna enforce my like i'm gonna make sure you feel this dominance right and i don't know i just like honest to god this is the best i've seen him play and and i know again for the year he has four interceptions in my head i just look at it like two because again like two of those yes one bounced off mckenzie's hand once one bounced out of Nox's hands i thought both, it was I thought it was Knox. Like I, I thought it was uh, regardless. The Rams game, it, yeah. Regardless. Okay, it may have been Crowder, but I, but either way, like two of those interceptions, I don't put on him. Statistically, they're his. Statistically, they're his. But I just feel like he's playing smarter. He's not making decisions. I don't know why yeah. my man uh, Nate uh, Burleson uh, Sunday he said uh, pregame. He's like, well, we still see sugar high Josh sometimes, mm. and I tweeted immediately. I was like. I love Nate, but uh, does he just not watch the Bills anymore? Like, it's been like a season and a half or two seasons since I feel like we've seen Sugar High Josh. Agreed. And and right now, man, I just – if Josh grows any more than this, I'm scared for the league. Like, I'm happy for <laughs> us, but I'm scared <laughs> for the league. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's tough because I don't I, I don't want to sound like a complainer, and I, I, that's not what I'm coming at. I think, there, I think there was just so many more – holy crap throws before and now he doesn't need to make those holy crap throws because he's using all of the field and by all the field it's everything 12 and down right so he's sharper mm -hmm. he's crisper he's more efficient all that stuff i mean 90 percent of the time if if he goes on a streak like he did sunday where he misses six or seven in a row it's something else guys dropping footballs or you know the blitz or whatever or you know a, a ball gets batted down um it, it's yeah it sounds like i'm complaining i'm not trying to complain i mean at the end of the day you know what we're witnessing is is pretty unbelievable. Um, you said something a second ago too that I wanted to jump off of, and I can't remember what it was now. But well, yeah. But before you even go there, though, I just want to comment on what you just said. It's not even if like, look, the game wasn't perfect, and right. we won, so we're riding high, and there's things that we can feel good about. But one of the topics later, I don't know where you put it on here, but is the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game because everything wasn't perfect. Like there's things right. that we can talk about, um, you know, and, and I'm sure that we will when we get to that point. So I don't want you like, you're not complaining. You're just doing what a realistic yeah. person should do. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's you know when you look at i'm always thinking about the the, the future and i know that sounds strange because we all do but i'm always thinking about what happens when we come up against the game where they figured out how to stop this what happens and then you know and then the, and then the morph happens right and how long does it take and then what happens you know when we come up another def- against another defense where they figure out how to stop that and then we have to morph again versus no 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 we can come out and literally do whatever we want and i feel mm-hmm. like the bills have that ability but right now they're they're doing the 2022 thing which is great it's I'm, i i could talk myself into a corner and make myself sound stupid to myself for like wishing that there was more. I mean, he is statistically having the best year he's ever had. He's playing amazingly. He's in command of everything. Oh, I remember what it was. The whole sugar high thing. He is not sugar high, Josh, but I don't know if you caught this. Do they flashed on it. It was super, super fast. As much as he has said, this game means nothing. It's just another game on our schedule, blah, 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 blah. When that interception happened, when it got sealed, uh, when Taron Johnson caught it, he stood up to grab his helmet, turned around and like where there was no cameras watching, like he, he, let out an like a you know an outward yes or come on or let's go with you know where, where the camera couldn't see him so it, it definitely means more to him that he's letting on but no he has not been sure hi josh at all yeah no and and to that point i mean i think and i said this last week i've said it this week on another show is like no it, i mean don't let josh lie to you like i get no. it we all love josh and and he can do no wrong in <laughs> buffalo he lied to us last week he lied okay it was oh, a yeah. big game it was, <laughs> it was absolutely a big game it was a big but, game but yeah man it, it's just i don't know i just um i'm just like i said i'm excited to watch him more now because it seems like the things that we used to kind of wish that he could just just put it together it's like it just seems like it's together you know it's what i mean together. like it's, it's just together and it's it's incredible to talk about because now you've you've even and i know you just put the next question up but now you see the step forward from Diggs. like mm-hmm. Diggs has always always been a good receiver but mm-hmm. i feel like even he's taken another step forward in his game i feel like um obviously Knox is playing better when you know and davis i mean are you kidding me are, like when we drafted gabriel davis nobody thought gabe davis was mm-hmm. going to be what gabe davis is and if no. you're telling us that you're not being honest so it's like <laughs> just to see all these guys on offense grow with him this way yeah, yeah. and he's just it's just it's just incredible okay next question big dubs into the bye uh joe was at the game i was mm-hmm. not i was uh with one of my friends here in, in arizona and we watched the game and uh, he thought something was wrong with me. He fell asleep. Like he was, he was sauce. He was drunk. He fell asleep. And then he, I mean, he was drunk, <laughs> drunk. And I, I was, I was really, really sober because I was so nervous for this game. I didn't even want to. So I'm watching the game. And at the end of the game, dude, I just start screaming. Cause it's just like, like when the interception happened, I'm like, I ain't gonna say what I said. I can't say it. on camera. Right, right. But, but I'm like, yeah, it happened. Like we're, we're here. And he wakes up. He's like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I was like, no, I know it's okay. We won big dubs. <laughs> and he's just like, so it was, it was super stressful for me. How was it for you at the game though? Like I can only imagine how your heart rate was. So, so before the game, I just had this feeling that we were going to win. And I told McKenna that, and I told a couple of people to tell you, I was like, we got this. I was like, it, it, and I think my, my budding confidence was because of the two rookie corners and as much as there was like, yeah, but the Bills played two, you know, had two rookie corners and lost to the Dolphins. Well, the Bills didn't really lose. To, I mean, there's a there's an L on the schedule. I get it, but we didn't lose because of two rookie corners. I felt like Josh right. could exploit them. Now, as much as Josh maybe didn't have the amount of success as I was expecting him, him to have against those rookie corners, I had a I had a sense of confidence going in that we were going to win this football game. I feel like the Bills are the better team. I think they showed it last year, Week Six. I think they showed it. In, in the playoffs, as much as they, they fell in that game, I feel I feel like they show that they're the better team. I think the Bills are a better football team than the Chiefs. There is the 
please don't God lay an egg, right? National TV, Romo's doing the game. Like, don't become the narrative. And the, the most pressure I felt in the whole football game was 15 seconds before the half. And it was like, you can't, you got to be kidding me. They, they're going to, they're going to do it again. And sure enough, they did. And I was texting Jerry Ostrowski and John Fina because they were texting me just about just different things and take the points and yada, yada. And I was like, I cannot believe that they let it happen again. And Fina's like, Oh, there's, you know, there's professional football players on the other side of the field too, Joe. And I was like, yeah, but it's yeah. not normal for teams to give up a field goal after a kickoff in 15 seconds. It's not normal. So that was the most stress and pressure I felt because it, like literally the narrative is just, if we lose this game, that's all that's going to be floating through. Like all we're going to hear for the next two weeks is how the Chiefs beat the Bills and they let up another. They, you know, the Chiefs did it to the Bills again. And why is this happening? And what's broke? And yada yada yada. But no, it's that that game. And then when it ended, man, it was just it, when it ended. The, the elation, the elation that I felt, and the excitement that I felt of the way that it ended, and then to see it get broke down the defensive play with Vaughn Miller changing his move, going inside, flushing Mahomes, Milano being right there, which made him double clutch. And then Taron, like the, the, the sequence of that defense flowing in like just a gel fashion after the fact was just like, that was like a sugar high right there. It was just, just cementing. It wasn't a fluke, right? It wasn't Teron Johnson just catching a tip ball. No, it was like Mahomes got forced into a mistake, into a legit mistake. And the defense did it to him and read it and reacted to it. It was just, it was, yeah, it was, I didn't run around the neighborhood shouting curse words like you did, but it was great. Well, I wasn't in the neighborhood because he lives in, a, it's like an apartment complex. So I didn't run around there, I, you know, but, but man, it, but real quick to your one point, because actually, so at the half, a lot of people on Twitter was saying the same thing, like, you know, and that's where I got the comments where people said we need to fire Leslie Frazier. It's like, how do we let this happen again? The same team, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Two things. One, it, it's Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, it's I don't Patrick mean, Mahomes. I don't want to make it, I really don't want to make it an excuse for, for anybody. But it's like, so imagine on the other side of things. Like, imagine if we got the ball back and it was 15 seconds and then Josh threw a 75-yard bomb mm-hmm. to Gabe Davis and he caught a touchdown. We would be elated. We'd be screaming oh, yeah. and, and happy. And the other team would be like, how do you give that up? And it's it's Josh Allen. And I think sometimes, like, we, we expect our defense – and not you, I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like we expect our defense and our coordinators and even our offense to just be perfect. And it's yeah. like, in reality, they got that guy too. Like – There's a reason why the NFL was like really hyping this game up because Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are both the type of guys that can that can do this stuff. So and then, uh, you know, I I was just going to put that up to what what Chris is saying. If they can make a 62 yard field goal to to go into the half, you know what? Hey, all power to you, man. This is the whole and that's why I grabbed it. This is the whole thing, because what even even my uh, fantasized narrations about what was potentially going to happen if the Bills lost that game all they would do is take away from the kick that Harrison Bucker made. And as much as Jim Nance said on the broadcast that it was against the wind, it wasn't. It was with the wind. That's the way the wind was blowing in the stadium. It was actually blowing uh, TV from right to left slightly. It wasn't super, super strong. Uh, so even like in warm-ups and at the, the half, they were kicking longer field goals to the left than they were to the right. But still, 62 yards in that pressure, you know, coming coming back from injury, one second left. I mean, it was exactly. – it was yeah. that that moment was more about the kick than about the 15 seconds. Right. But it's just, you know, how those superlatives and those narratives go. I mean, we, yeah. we listen to them all the time. I mean, right now they're trying to figure out ways to make the Eagles make it sound like the Eagles are a better football team than the bills. It's like, hang on, hang on a second. The bills are beating the chiefs, the Col- or the, 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 the chiefs, the Rams and the freaking Ravens. Like who have the Eagles beaten? 
<laughs> so it's I just, just yeah. I don't think I don't think that and, and I saw them in person. They came here and played the Cardinals and I got a yeah. chance to see them up close and personal. They're just not they're good. Don't don't I'm not going to get on here and act like they're not a good team. But no, man, like I, I you put them against some of the, the the top talent. And really, I guess right now I don't even know who the top talent in the NFC is. Um, I, I assumed that it was going to be a whole lot better than it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Eagles are taking full advantage of it. And that's good. Good for them. And, I, you know, I hope they ride this, this schedule as deep as they can and, and go to the playoffs. And we'll see how they are in January and February if they make it to February. But no, I, I, the bills, the bills are for real, man. Like, yeah. regardless of what you want to say about any of the teams we faced, look, the Chiefs are obviously a great team. Uh, the Titans are not bad. Like, the last few weeks, they've actually been putting the hammer on people. Derrick Henry is back being Derrick Henry. Yep, um, yep. It, it, we can go down the list. The, the point that I'm making, and actually, no, real quick, let's talk, because because before we go to the next topic, please. Because mm-hmm. yep. let's talk about that. Like, we, the games that we've won, we've been dominating. We've only won mm-hmm. now two games close, and we've yep. blown other teams out. Last week, we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a blowout. 33, right? Yeah, yeah, 33. And they just went and beat Tom Brady. Now, again, (laughs) Tom Brady is not looking like Tom Brady and the team, but they just beat Tom Brady. Right. So so you can say what you want about, like, oh, the Bills are playing weak teams. No, they just went and beat everybody's GOAT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I, I don't really have a comment. To, like, you're right. You're not wrong. Like, you're right. I mean, it's to me, it, the teams are beating the fashion. Even you go back to the Dolphins game. They beat the Dolphins up and down the field in every single category except for the score. That was the only thing they didn't beat the Dolphins in. And they had six chances to change that fate. There were all mistakes. that the And there were mistakes that the Bills, if they do make one of those six, they don't make it six times, right? They don't mm-hmm. make six mistakes. Um, the Bills very well could easily be uh, undefeated right now, and I don't want to get ahead of one of the topics that I have, um, but it's 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 incredible what they're doing. It, you know, whether it's you know beating teams by a mile or beating them close, they have the ability to beat them any way that they want. And this game looked totally different. It looked very businesslike. It looked very settled. You know, they they didn't do what they did against the Steelers, where they came out just chucking the ball over the yard. They very well could have against that defense with those corners, uh, those rookie corners, but they didn't. Um, yeah, it's 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 something to watch, bro. Like, it's incredible. And enjoy every minute of it. Like, everybody yeah. listening to me, enjoy every freaking minute of this. But go ahead. No, I was just throwing this up while you were talking, and then we can get to this next subject here. Uh, but Chris Jenkins said, the Bills have beaten the top seed in each AFC division, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Titans. And look, it, it's just – it just is what it is, man. Like this team is not, we're not like other teams of the past. This right. isn't the bills of yesteryear where you really have to worry about this team is going to implode at the end of the season. Right. That is not happening. That is not right. happening. This is not the year that Ryan Fitzpatrick started off hot. And then we fizzed out. Josh yeah. Allen is different. Yeah. He's different. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, but real quick, let's just do kind of an at a glance, just from the, the good, the bad and the ugly you know, and, and Buff Hub, our, our guy Vegas, says, you know, inconsistency for McKenzie needs attention. This dude is ruining games at time. Ruining is a strong word. Uh, I don't know about ruining, but, you know, that's probably going to be chalked up there and just he didn't have a great game, right, when it comes down to it. The good, I don't even know where you start with the good. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're talking about just what Josh Allen did, Devin Singletary, the rush offense played super well. 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Matt Milano was a man on fire. Tremaine Edmonds did his job. The defensive line, it's funny because we are finally seeing – I'm the guy. You've been on the show with me, 2020. And maybe it started in 19. I don't remember when the whole most expensive D-line in football thing started and it wasn't working. Was it 19? Did it start in 19? And then, and then it, right? And it didn't come through. And then it was 20. And I was like, I don't know if they can afford this luxury. And they did it again. And it didn't come through in 21. How could they keep affording this luxury? Blah, 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 blah. And they did it again in, in 2022. And here we are. And holy crap. Like that defensive line. It doesn't matter who they roll. Yes, there's some guys that vanish at times. A.J. Evanes is one of them. But that defensive line, I mean, even Boogie Basham is playing like a machine. Like, it's unbelievable. It was funny because I, I, I either heard or read something uh, that it was one of the Chiefs offensive linemen that played against the Bills last year twice that said they can see the effect of Vaughn Miller on this team by the way that the other defensive ends and the defensive linemen are playing. So, like, literally, it's not just Vaughn being on the team. It's see, it's seeing what Vaughn is teaching those other guys and how to get free and how to and how to like beat blocks and stuff like that. Like, th- there's so much good to go around. I don't know. I don't want to take it all from you, but it's just. I mean, no, no. I mean, what you're saying is, I, I agree with everything. I mean, just I've been stressing the um, the growth of Groot. You know, like mm-hmm. everything. Like we saw last year that he was growing, and we saw that he was going to be a special player. But yeah. I feel like. Adding Von Miller and, and the the knowledge that Von Miller has and, and just all of that stuff, I feel like it took it from what we saw already and like the the route he was on for growth. It took it there and then like the trajectory instead of just going even, it really is jumping up. And yep, yep. both of those guys, man, it, it's it's incredible to watch our linebackers behind this line are playing free. And Matt Milano, I know you know he made a big play there at the end. He I think he had a rough day as well. He had a couple plays where i looked at it and it's like that for that first one along the sideline where he ran up and was like <laughs> yeah and and some people were like he wasn't in a position to make it you put that effort out there you, you know you you put effort out there to play and there was a other there were other plays in the first half where i just felt like he didn't really play well he picked it up in the second half and made a, a huge play there at the end uh tremaine y'all know how i feel about him it ain't it ain't a secret he 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 balled out you know he balled out and everybody playing behind this defensive line it, it you're you're seeing the domino effect it's beautiful to watch man it's beautiful yeah i am about to freeze i have a waning signal i'm getting the notification that uh, my, my internet signal is low but it'll come back i'm sure uh mm-hmm. no i agree with you um and as far i mean there wasn't even much bad to kind of take from right i mean it's you've got mckenzie you've got milano made a couple difficult plays obviously saran neal and there was a point you know i had the guy sitting next to me again the chiefs fan that was like you know who's the who's the weakest link in your in your defensive backfield like the guy sitting next to me knew a lot about football he's like who's the defensive the 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 weakest link?" and i was like it's that guy the guy that keeps making penalties number 30 33 saran neal and i know that the bills had a game plan for kelsey i don't know that it worked i mean there's i guess there's a there's an aspect of how do i want to say this there's an aspect of well i guess defensive holding in five yards on a first down is better than a first down off of a 17-yard reception. However, two things. Number one, the Bills have done a good job in the past of kind of keeping Travis Kelsey kind of com- contained. And I would couple that with the amount of times that I'm watching the play unfold below and, and my eyes are fixated on something in particular, whether it's a wide receiver or Mahomes, and I can hear the, the Chiefs fans behind me screaming, Kelsey, Kelsey's wide open. And my, my eyes pan to you know a view that you guys can't see on the television. And sure enough, Travis Kelsey is like 
out in the middle of the field by himself with nobody around for 15 yards, like waving his hands at Patrick Mahomes and Pat can't even find him. So I don't, I don't know that that worked as well as maybe they had hoped it was going to, um, you know, but if, if they're going to, if they're going to roll Saran Neal out there, the way, and we love Saran Neal, this isn't a slam Saran Neal situation, but if they're going to roll him out there, it, it, you know, it, it might have to look different. It might have to be coached up different. I mean, he was clutching and grabbing eight, nine, 10 yards down the field and then mad that they're calling penalties on it. It's like, bro. Yeah. Like. And, and you know, and you know, like I, I basically like kind of live tweet games and stuff. And he, look, like you said, we love him. This is not a, a knock on him or anything like that. I think he's a special teams guru. He's a guy that you want on your special teams. Yes. But um, when it comes to that, man, I just would have much rather uh, stuck with, you know, whatever we've been doing for the, the early part of the season. And, you know, um, so, yes, Saran Neal was was part of the ugly when it comes to the game. I, I think I think you're greatly understating how bad Isaiah McKenzie performed this past Sunday. He we left 14 points on the field because of Isaiah McKenzie, like quite literally 14 points on the field. So going into the half, uh, all I saw on Twitter was from Chiefs fans was, oh, Spags is in his bag. Oh, Spagnolia is calling a great game. Oh, yeah. he's shutting Josh Allen down. He was only 10 points. No. Isaiah McKenzie dropped a touchdown. He mm-hmm. dropped a touchdown. The the opening drive. It, now, depending on how you want to look at it, you could say that's on Josh. Because, yeah, you know, throwing the pitch. We can talk. I, don't, I, mean, I we, can't tell. No, I just can't can tell if about- it was a called play or if Josh tried to do that at last minute as an improvision. But I, I feel heard- like the the position that McKenzie was in, it had to be a play. Right. Yeah, because it was the way that he turned back. Right. Because that's because I've heard I've heard what you're what you're saying that it was that that was on Josh. You know that that he was just running. He was running or running his pattern or run, completing his fake because Josh was supposed to do something else. But normally, when guys complete their fake like that, they don't turn back to the quarterback. Like and he was turning back, the ball just got there too quick. Um, I mean, I, it's it's. I I don't think McKenzie was part of the ugly. McKenzie was just part of the not good. Right? It was. Oh, it was just bro. more of <laughs> he was ugly. That was ugly. You drop a touchdown in the end zone, like and on fourth and two. You oh wait! Then I'm getting touchdown on fourth and two. No, I'm, I'm talking about confused. two separate I, plays. I, I, no, I'm, I'm with oh, you. Right. I, I thought you. Were, I thought you were saying that I was overstating how bad he played. But it no, I, th- like I said you saying. were understating. Understating. Like you were saying, okay. yeah, you were saying that he was just like bad, and I'm saying like no, it was ugly. Okay. Like okay. you know the the fumble. If now if mm-hmm. you want to put that on Josh, that's fine. But then yeah. you you drop the touchdown there on fourth and two you drop the third down play there on you know when josh was backed up into the end zone you drop that first down you drop like i mean and i'm a big supporter of him on the offense i'm like no put isaiah mckenzie in this offense and it's gonna cook it was ugly it was absolutely ugly and and uh i had ty ty dunn on the show last night and and to his point he's shocked that sean mcdermott is like still sticking with him and I love I love him. I want to. But at this point, Sunday, man, I was frustrated. It's like, OK, Shakir season has to begin. Like I need Shakir. Like I need Shakir to get these snaps. And he and Shakir is playing well. I mean, Shakir is playing very, very well. And it's I asked Fina this question last night. I'll ask you the question, too. Does this offense or is this offense? Is it missing Cole Beasley? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of where I had this conversation earlier. The conversation I was having earlier was literally saying like, you know, I won't say the whole thing, but it's basically like for reasons outside of football, uh, he's not on this team. 
And now he goes down to somewhere else, doesn't fit in. He's not a big part of the team, so he retires. It's not because of talent. And right. now it's one of those things where it's like you're every game from the first the first game of the season till now, there have been drop passes from that slot position that everybody has been saying, I bet you Cole would have made that. I bet right. you Cole right. would have caught that. And then you talk about that 12 to 17-yard passing game that we're lacking. That was Cole. That yeah. was why Cole was so – I love I love everybody on this team. I don't want to see anybody leave. Like if we could keep this team together and and they keep all like everybody grows and gets better, let's do it. But damn it, something has to happen when it comes to Isaiah McKenzie. He just he he doesn't excel in a role, and I don't understand it. He's been on this team. He's gotten several chances in different ways: punt return, kick return, slot position. He mm-hmm. came in for injuries and had a big game last year uh, during it. But then like he just can't stick. He doesn't stay a big part of the offense. We got to figure it out, man, because because I'm telling you what, Shakir is not playing these games. Shakir is like, I'm I'm here for a long time, not just yeah, a good time yeah. tonight. I'm here for a long time. And then yeah. and Hodgins, I guarantee you, after that game he had, he's foaming at the mouth to get back on the field. <laughs> he's sure. foaming at the mouth to get back on the field. So when yeah. you got guys like that, look, you, you, you got to figure it out. This is a championship caliber team. Yep. It's not going to be long before. And it's not just going to be me saying it. It's going to be a whole bunch of people saying all right, it's time for, for McKenzie to kind of – please figure it out, McKenzie. Like, I, Mac, do that, man. Like, please figure it out. <laughs> Vaughn Miller uh, is worth every stinging penny that we – him. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, and I, I can't help but go back. And I'd pull it up on my phone right now if I could and, and, and replay. Uh, and if you lose me signal-wise, I'm sorry. Um, I'd replay, you know, my live – recording of me watching the announcement from Ian Rappaport when he said the Buffalo Bills have signed Von Miller and for to six years, $120 million and me being like, what <laughs> they did? What? I mean, because at first it was like, because I, I remember stopping, like the bills have signed Von Miller. And I was like, pause, because that goes back to what we've always talked about. Like that was the guy that nobody thought would ever come to Buffalo. Like those dudes don't come here. So I paused it, hit record, rewound it, hit record, and then live recorded myself. And then when they got to the details of the contract, I was like, what? And now it's like, get, give him more, roll up the armored truck. Give, give him, him more, more coins. Money. Give him everything. Give him more. Give give him more. more. Now, you know what? I, I, um, <laughs> I don't think anybody in, in like, you know, cause I feel like I'm not going to say we're like Buffalo is better than everybody or nothing like that, but I feel like in Buffalo, the content creators and, and, um, the writers and the analysts that we have, I feel like we're really in depth with what we study with the team. We kind of have a good handle on like who the team's uh, targets are and what type mm-hmm. of guys will fit the system. And yeah, yeah. I don't think I heard anybody say Von Miller, like at all. Never. We all knew that he was a free agent. We all knew that he could sign wherever he wanted, but I don't think I heard anybody say Von Miller. And, and man, I tell you, my, you met red, right? When we did the, the, Sunday at at Croom's studio, yeah. my guy. Yep. Jer- so yep. when when Von was signed, man, he called me and he complained. Yes, Red, I'm I'm talking dirty about you on this show. <laughs> he called me and he was talking so bad. The Bills are insane. This is why we will never win a championship because you do dumb crap like this. You don't give an old dude this type of contract. You don't give Von. And he was. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? It's Von Miller. He just won another Super Bowl. It don't matter. We could do this with blah, blah, blah. We could do this with Jerry. Shout out to Jerry, Buffalo legend. We couldn't do it with Jerry. That's why we let him walk. Look, Red, he he admitted today I had to take that L. (laughs) 
He, he did. He texted me. He was like, I watched it back, had to take the L, but I still had to put him on blast on the hump day because he, he, you know, come on. Y'all got Y'all got to do better. Von Miller? Yeah. Somebody asked the question, can we compare or do we want to talk about the difference between Vaughn and Jerry? The only thing you got to have, a, it's it's not a fair conversation. Jerry Hughes is going to be on the ring of honor. He's going to be a wall of famer for Buffalo. Absolutely. Vaughn Miller is a first ballot hall of fame defensive end. Like Easily. first ballot hall of fame. He's going to, he's going into the hall of fame. Uh, so there's really, you can't really compare the two. I mean, as far as that goes, but his effect, you know, and I think what I put on there, you know, is he, you know, are we getting what we expected or are we getting more? And I think, you know, I came into it with the agreement. Somebody else said it, and I don't remember who at this time, whether it was on Good Morning Football or one of those shows or something local or one of the, you know, the the independent guys that we all watch and, and, and hang out with the community. But somebody said, even if he only gets three or four sacks during the year and then gets four in the in the postseason, he's worth it. And I was like, yes, let's sign me up for that because, right, that's when it matters. It matters in the postseason. Vaughn Miller doing what he did to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game means way more than it does if he do- does it against the Miami Dolphins on some random Very Sunday true. in the middle of the season, right? So Very true, but also what if he helps us lock up that number 1 seed? And I feel like I feel like this past Sunday was a big part of that. When you yep. when you take down the Chiefs in Kansas City and you're leading the league or he might be second now at this point, I think by like a half a sack. Mm-hmm. But you're leading the league in sacks. Your your defensive line is one of the best at getting to the quarterback rushing only four without the blitz. You're you know like when when, when mm-hmm. you're when you're eight when you, you being on a team has this effect. And then shout out to Renaissance man, my man said, plus the wisdom that he's passing to the pups. So, like you mentioned, you, you got you got people like uh, Boogie playing lights out. You got Group playing lights out. Mm-hmm. You got AJ Espinosa. He's not he's not up to the same level, but he's still making plays. Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips and all of these dude. When, when your line is playing like that because you're on the team, it, it's just it's over with, man. So so I think I think not only is he worth every penny. What, what you said at the top and what I tweeted out Monday morning, give him all the coins, like more coins. If they're if I can pass around a plate collection to get coins, let's give him those. Like you got piggy banks, give him all the coins in every bank. Let's do this because this dude is worth every penny, every penny. Absolutely, one thousand percent. He's worth every penny. And the guy that like we haven't really even talked about is Shaq Lawson. And I want to know what is it? What is it about? I mean, you're in you're in Arizona. You're in Phoenix. Jordan Phillips goes to Phoenix, and and it doesn't work. Shaq Lawson goes to what did he go to? He went to Miami first, right? And then the Jets. It got cut in both places. Doesn't work. Comes back, and both these guys come back to Buffalo, and it's and, and I mean, Daryl Fletcher saying scheme maybe, but I think Jordan Phillips made the comment. Because they asked him, why are you playing so much better in Buffalo? And he said, because they let me be me. So I don't know that that's scheme as much as that's something else. But when you look at just discipline, the discipline that Shaq Lawson brings to this defensive line when he's in for setting the edge is otherworldly. It's something that the Bills have always lacked against a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has always – Jerry Hughes – God love him, and we do as Bills fans, would always lose contain and would always rush to the inside, forcing that quarterback outside, which would get him into a moving pocket where he could make a play on the outside. Shaq Lawson is a machine at setting the edge and not allowing somebody to break contain. Like, and that's Shaq Lawson. We're not, I mean, that's that's not even the guy, the, that's not Vaughn Miller we're talking about. That's not Craig Rousseau we're talking about. It's not like any, like it's, it's Shaq Lawson who came here because he wanted to be here and is probably p- playing for peanuts, right? And it's just, yeah. 
it's incredible, dude. It's absolutely incredible. And, so, and everything you just said there, I agree with. And but to your point about um, Jordan Phillips, Cliff Kingsbury needs to be fired. But okay, we can move on from that. Like he's a horrible coach. They just extended him. They gave him more money. He needs to be gone. He can't coach. I could probably do better with what I've done with my little league team out here. Like I'm telling you, he is right. just not. Like he's horrible, man. He is horrible horrible i know this is not an arizona cardinal show so let's move on but he is horrible yeah, i need to i wasted money on these season tickets bro he needs to be fired i'm telling you he needs to be fired they could have beat the eagles fire him like yeah let this guy go okay yeah I'm sorry. it's, it's it, it, we and we don't talk enough about other teams in the nfl we probably should figure out a way to get a segment in on this show specifically whether it's a wrap-up of the afc east or a wrap-up of just the weekend or something like that but uh, you wanted to talk about Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis right now, uh, just looking like the best wide receiver duo in football. It's funny because I feel like this is an old narrative. I don't think this is something new. We've been kind of talking about it as Bills fans and as content creators for some time. When I saw the the, the suggestion from you, I, I was trying to rack my brain and who could be better. And obviously with Keenan Allen out in, 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 in L.A., it's not those two. But when they're back, maybe um, Jerry Judy, as much as Denver's having their troubles, you can see it. The Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Nice. We want to talk. If we want to talk about him, like those two. Jerry Be Judy's nice. coming into his own, and Cortland Sutton is a freaking monster on the football field. Um, mm-hmm. So there's potential there. And outside of that, I mean, where where are you where are you to going? Me, to me, the only the only wide receiver duo that I would there would be two, and and it would it actually wouldn't be the two that you named there. Um, Miami's duo with Waddle yes. and Hill, and then I would go uh, to Cincinnati. With yep. um, with yep. Higgins and and, uh, and Chase Jamar Chase, Chase. Yeah. yeah. So like those would be the only two. But then again, it comes down to quarterback play. So like yeah, you got everybody loves. I know. I know everybody loves the guy out there in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is the man. But I still don't think they're making the playoffs. And I'm gonna double and triple down on that take. They they're not protecting him. And if he doesn't have the time to get that ball out like that. Check your fantasy stats if you got either one of those guys. I think Higgins is having a really good season, but mm. um, no, is it Chase having a better season than Higgins? I think Higgins had the, the ankle injury. So uh, yeah, you know, Jamar Chase is the is the work. He's the Tyree kill of that team. Jamar Chase yeah. is stupid good. So I just I just feel like you know even if you're looking at and then you go down to Miami, I I, I love that duo. Mm. If I wasn't a Bills fan, yeah. I would I would absolutely be a fan of of that offense. But I just. I don't know if now Tua looked the best out of the three quarterbacks for that offense, but I still I'm just not scared of Tua. Like again, you you talked about it earlier. When we lost that game, it wasn't because Tua beat us. It wasn't mm-hmm. because that offense beat us. We 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 won that game or we lost that game because we were exhausted and the heat got to us. And you know, it was us. We made those mistakes and we Six had mistakes. to have you know, and Stefan Diggs had to have two IVs in his arm at halftime. And, you know, it's like, that's why we lost the game. And uh, newsflash, Minnesota complained about it, too, this past week. The, the temperature difference, I think, on their sideline was like 120. And on the Dolphins yeah. sideline, it was like 85. So I think, like, come on. Let's, NFL has to really figure something out about that. That's not the same thing as just like regular home field. Advantage. Yeah. And they did. And they did. And Minnesota didn't make the mistakes that the Bills made. That the, the, the Dolphins offense didn't beat us. Tua didn't beat us. Their defense didn't beat us. I mean, when you look at every stat line, 90-something plays. Like, it was unreal. It was six mistakes. They, they correct. And, and and a big part of that, too, is is Cal Van Roten. I mean, that 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 center to quarterback exchange, 
you know, on hindsight is 2020 and, you know, something that didn't get talked about that probably should have is why didn't Ryan Bates play center? Why was it Van Roten that was coming in at center who has never played center before in his life? Why is it? We're, we, they sat Ryan Bates on the bench for a year and a half because they didn't want him to get hurt, right? Because he's the backup center. Well, now he's a, an incredible guard. We know that, but he's still, in my opinion, the backup center. Meanwhile, you know, obviously there was, there was two, right? Two or three mis- mishandled snaps from Josh Allen that caused two missed field goals. And, and yeah, they're not missed, but two missed field goal opportunities, I should say, which would have sealed the game. So that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, I'd l- You've got the thing on here about Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier. Let's hit it real quick. And then I want to bring up uh, just kind of the final topic that we can close the show with because it's going to be kind of fun just kind of going through it. But Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier, uh, play calling right, their play calling right now is just on point. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I have been a proponent. You've heard me a hundred times saying it, and it doesn't mean that you didn't agree with me. That Dable, as much of a mastermind at offense as he was, he lacked feel and flow at times, like with the offense. Just sometimes it was like, what are we doing? Like, what? get get these boys in a rhythm, Brian. That's your job. Ken Dorsey has that. But feel situations and flow, it, it's hard to imagine a better situation, and I am dreading the concept, notion, and idea of either of them leaving, right? Well, yes, but no, like I, I agree with 80% of what you just said there. Cause I, I still feel like this is the first game of the season that I really think Ken Dorsey allowed guys to get into a rhythm. This is the first game that, that they made Moss inactive or one of the running backs inactive and they Moss let one Moss. of them be the guy. Yeah. Like for the entire season, they've had all three guys active and they, they kind of tried to do this rotation. Now this is the first time they, they made somebody inactive and they said, you know what, Devin, Okay, you get your shot. And the guy almost rushed for 100 yards. Like, the, the game that we've been saying we've been missing, the run game. We, we need a run game. We need to control. Josh can't be the leading rusher and throw for 400 yards. That's what I've been screaming and a, a bunch of other people, too. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened Sunday? That's what, that's what we need. And, I feel, and again, we left 14 points at least on the field in the first half. Yep, the yep. game really shouldn't have been 24 to 20. Like, no. and, and at least that's just how I see it. So, you know. I think in, in red zone, we've been hurting. Actually, Daryl just popped it in the same time I'm saying it. red zone plays at, at this time at, for this season. We haven't been as effective in the red zone where in years past, the red zone has been a strength of ours. We could talk about that for a moment just because the red zone has been a strength because of the threat of Josh Allen. And there is no threat. There was two times in particular I looked at McKenna with the Bills on the five or closer. And I was like, Josh Allen, like this is this is the moment we all know it's coming. They're going to direct snap ball to Josh Allen. He's going to take a step back, and he's going to go work his way into the end zone. And that is missing from this offense for one reason or another. That is, And there's been conversation about the sneak missing from the offense as well, which they did it finally this past weekend. It seems like they are doing things or calling plays to protect Josh Allen a little more than what they were in years past. But to me, the biggest thing missing from this red zone offense is the threat of Josh Allen taking it into the end zone. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. We haven't seen him. I think it's been three weeks now since we've seen him have a rushing, a rushing touchdown. Um, but at the same time, are they protecting him? Because then you're still calling that that quarterback sweep at the end of the game where he's hurtling over. Now, I get it. The hurdle wasn't the call, but <laughs> you put him in the position to still do these things and, and hurdle everybody and do all of this stuff. I just I was very impressed Sunday, even though the game was close, closer than what we wanted it to be or what we expected. I was very impressed with how they allowed Devin Singletary to take mm-hmm. some of the pressure off of Josh. It Agreed. made the defense. And I don't know if everybody paid attention to this, but I did because I was excited about it. 
it made the defense even play Josh differently. Like they are, there was already a, a risk of Josh Allen being Josh. Like the last play of the game or when we had, when he threw the touchdown to, to uh, Dawson, it, the rush actually slowed down. Like Ford was on the outside and he's like, wait, is he going to run? Or like, so he didn't even keep trying to, to rush for the sack. He actually stood back thinking Josh was about to take off. So, I mean, the threat of Josh is a big deal. And I'll send that to you after, after we get mm-hmm. off of this, the threat of Josh is a big deal as it is. But then if you look at the rest of the game, because they had to worry about Devin Singletary, that play action pass and that, that RTO, it was like, they actually had to decide, wait, are we going to, are we really going to go after uh, Devin or are we going to go after Josh? Normally when you do it, it's like, just tackle Josh. If the running back gets three <laughs> yards, cool. This game, they couldn't do that. Right. And, I, and I think, you know, for me, I was so impressed with that. And Leslie Frazier, I mean, I agree. He, he, I'm scared that he's that he's going to get a head coaching job this year, but I, I, I've been saying it for the last two seasons. He's deserved a head coaching job. Indeed, indeed. Well, let's let's finish up the last couple minutes of the show with this. Um, the Buffalo Bills are five and one and are in sole position of, of first place in the AFC. Cannot be challenged this week, even through the bye, which we talked about at the top of the show. Who's left in their schedule that looks to be a problem? And I want to go through this. I prepared this little pretty slide uh, for the show. Obviously we have the win against the Rams, the win against the Titans, the loss against the Dolphins, win to the Ravens, win to, uh, against the Steelers, win at KC. From here on out, what, knowing what we know now, which is basically the Vikings are a much better team than we kind of thought going into the season, but knowing what we know now and, and the Jets, obviously the way that the Jets look right now, Chiefs. let's, let's go game Chiefs. That's funny. Uh, let's go game by game. I mean, the next one coming in for us is Green Bay. Um, are you ready to believe that Green Bay's falling off a cliff, or are you in a situation where it's like you know, you know, is 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 you know, I don't know what the how do I want to say it? Is it is there just a struggle there? Are they on the struggle bus and it's got to be worked out? I've been writing it all season. So on top of the pods now, this year I've been doing some writing for for Buffalo Romans, and one of the things that I've been talking about with Green Bay is the fact that a Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams completely regrets getting divorced. Like you ever see a, a couple that breaks up and then like they just can't get over each other and yes. all they're doing is like that's Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers. They they miss each other. There's nothing that's going to happen that this season that I see that's going to correct it. Now, Aaron Rodgers is still making Aaron Rodgers plays at times, but the difference is when he makes that play, it's literally for nine yards instead of Devontae Adams catching it and turning a nine-yard gain into a 25-yard reception that's the difference and right so so a no that's and then b it's coming down to coaching once you see talent dwindle like the twat the talent isn't there anymore then you start to really see how good of a coach people are like oh is this coach really the man no he's not he benefited from having aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams and he benefited from having a solid defense now the defense isn't looking as great as they did and Aaron has nobody to throw to. I still think Cole Beasley should come out of retirement and go holler at him. I think that would be the perfect scenario for, for honest to God, I've been saying it all year, but I, I'm not scared of them. I think, I think the Vikings could be a good game. Um, is the Browns no. game, is that, is that the last one before um, Watson comes back or is Watson yeah, back? They, they will not have Watson back that game, if I'm not mistaken. So Green Bay Jets. So you think the Green Bay is the W. You, the Jets to you are, are cheeks, buns. Cheeks. So you don't, yeah, the, you, that's a win. The Vikings game makes me nervous. Like that Vikings game, they've got weapons. They've got talent. If they can put it together. Now, obviously, the Saints gave them a run for their money in Europe. Um, but 
ugh, man, that it's and I know that you you have no love for Kirk Cousins. You have zero love. We, we that's been a that's been a fun topic of conversation of ours for a couple of years. <laughs> he just he just he's very very underwhelming, and I'll be nice this time. He's very underwhelming as a quarterback. And the thing yeah. is, he he's solid and he has good receivers. When you look at Justin Jefferson, I mean you know like come on man you know like right so right. the threat of justin jefferson um but we'll have trey white we'll have trey white at that point we'll have yep. kair and trey white together i'm not worried about him um dalvin cook amazing running back but guess what mm. our d-line is like that and mm. our linebackers are like that so i'm not and and then their defense has been playing well I'm not going to say what Stefan Diggs said on the sideline this week, but they can't, they can't deal with him. You know what I mean? Like they just can't, they can't. So right. I'm not worried about it. Um, to be honest with you, I asked this question, I think yesterday, and, and a lot of people kind of tell me, told me what they feel like their predictions for the rest of the year is. I, I feel like if we have one of those bad days, you know, like we have a game and yeah. it's just not clicking or if, um, I don't know. I don't even want to say nothing and speak it into the air and have something happen. So like, I'm not even going to give a scenario, but I feel like we could possibly, possibly drop the Vikings and, and maybe one more. So I could see us um, losing a total of three games all season, but, but I'll be honest with you, man. There's nobody on the schedule. that that's, There's nobody. I think the nobody. only one, the only ones to me, I'm not sure what we're getting from the Jets is real or not. Brees Hall looks good. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. Um, Cousins is Tua. But Cousins has a little bit of a better arm than Tua. Um, it might be the Vikings and only the Vikings for me. If, if the if the Bills do have that game, that it just isn't a great game, I hope it's not the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions. Rather, like That's the game that, that Lions don't have a defense. Like That's a game that should be another 40-burger 40, you know, 40 you know, to 10 or 40 burger to 17. I mean, we should just throttle them. Um, and then, you, you know, you, you always look at that last game of the season, you know, our backups playing against the Patriots, you know, can, can the Patriots beat us, beat our backups or not? I don't know if they can. Um, I'm with you. I think that, you know, the, the Browns is a W. They've got great talent, great players on that team, you know, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, obviously Miles Garrett. Uh, Patriots Mark Patriots. Cooper. They got, they got, they got, they got ballers. Yeah, they got yeah. ballers. And, and luckily we're going to get them, you know, before Deshaun Watson returns, you I know, wanted the, Watson. I ain't gonna the, lie. I want. The, I wanted him to play. The Dolphins in Buffalo doesn't scare me at all. The, the, the Bears are a joke, right? Wait, the Bengals. Real quick, real quick. Could yeah. you imagine Watson's first game being in Buffalo? Not really. No, I haven't even thought about. Oh um, man, the, the the way Bills Mafia the, would dog that dude. The booze. The fan, the, the, they would dog that dude. There's no way he would be able yeah. to come out and play that game well. Like, just, yeah. they, if he came out and he had ice in his veins and played that game like he did in the playoffs against us a couple years ago, right? I, I wouldn't be able to. We would dog walk Deshaun Watson. And I, I, I was, I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping, man, like the dirt back. I was hoping that we got him. I was hoping. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. So I, I'm in agreement with you that I mean, is there is there potentially a bump in the road, a hiccup, possibly? Um, I said at the beginning of the season, there was nobody on the schedule that made me nervous. Um, and that was just more of a look. We got the bye week coming up. Let's take a look. Has the schedule, you know, has the schedule not changed, but have the teams changed on the schedule? What's up, Robbie? Um, you know, or at least our opinions of the teams changed. And uh, I feel like, I feel like had the Bills beaten the Dolphins, we'd be sitting here 6-0 and right now going, are the Bills going to go undefeated? 
like literally, I feel like that's what we'd be having. That's the conversation we would be having right now. Well, you said that before the year started. You thought that right. you know there was a, a great potential that that this team could go undefeated. I didn't, not like I didn't think we would lose to that Miami team. So right. you know, if anything, I thought I was I was nervous about LA a little bit. Um, I was nervous about Tennessee just based on the history of the teams, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, no, nah, man, and and obviously KC always it's always one of those games where it's like okay, we can win or we can lose. We can win. so, right. Right. you know, to be going into the bye at five and one when I, I thought it was going to be like four and two or possibly three and three. Like honest to God, mm-hmm. like just depending on how the chips fell, um, I thought it might be three and three, and and then we went on a run afterwards and and go dominant. But to go at this point, man, five and one, and then you mm-hmm. have that schedule. And somebody just told me to relax. I, 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 Andrew, why am I relaxing? Uh, the Jets are cheeks. Deshaun Watson didn't want this work. Uh, the Vikings, I'm not worried. I, I don't know. what. Whatever you're telling me to relax about, I'll relax, I guess. But no, boys, is cheeks out here. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I saw that. And I was like, I don't I was like, is there another king in the chat? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, I have no clue why I'm relaxing. But I mean, I'm, I'm not worried now. I'm, I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm trying to be like as honest as possible. I, hmm. I'm not worried. I'm just not worried one bit. Right. Right. Awesome. Uh, so you ready for me to wrap this thing up? We are uh, yes, pretty, much, pretty much at the mark. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Make sure you're treating yourself to that good old Picasso's Pizza. But uh, my name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. I'll give you the opportunity to take the floor. Uh, am I closing it out or am I just saying something? Well, you, I was going to have you say who you were and then, yes, close it out from there. I'm sorry. Oh. That was a hor- that was a horrible handoff. I'm sorry. It was okay. I just wasn't sure. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all know it's your boy, Jay Spencer King. Listen, I love y'all. Um, thanks for kicking it with us all throughout this, this first half of the week or the season. The bye week, we're not going nowhere. Everybody's still going to be doing content this week and next week. Um, we got a couple new shows coming. I, did, I don't have the announcement quite yet because I want to have everything ready for it. But uh, we got some good stuff coming for the to Buffalo Rumblings, Vidcast Network, and podcast network as well we got some extra stuff coming and y'all know y'all love each other take care of each other live in peace and as always stay positive test negative go bills go bills (laughs) 